All right, Leafs talk, home opener edition. Uh, I got to tell you, right out of the gate, this is a weird thing to say as somebody who is compensated to watch these Toronto Maple Leaf games. I watched a lot more of this Leafs game than I thought I was going to tonight. Yeah, I I told you today that like I was extremely yeah. interested in this game. You were right. And you were right. You I, nailed it. I, I knew it was going to be greasy. I knew, like, listen, sure, it's meaningless, but you're playing this team in a week for yeah. when it's not meaningless. And these two teams can't stand each other. Nope. Um, and it just was a really enjoyable hockey game all the way but around. I really, really loved it. Seeing two teams not like each other. Yeah, it's allowed. It is allowed. You know, it's allowed yeah. for teams to hate each other and they hate each other. How did you feel about the way the refs officiated this game where they basically said, we know you guys hate each other. We know you want to beat up on one another, but we're going to call a penalty every single time you try and do anything remotely physical with one another. I hated it. I hated it so much. It, re- it just immediately sent me back to uh, spring of 2022 young man, back in that, uh, back in the spring of 2022 where they literally, they literally called every single thing for seven games and then they yep. didn't call another penalty for the rest of the playoffs. Like it was like as soon as the second round hit, they're like, no more penalties. We've got them all out of our system in the first round. And it started right away with that like horrible call on Riley for the with the cross check on Riley, which was just not a penalty. Like he gave him mm-hmm. a little shove from behind, happens a hundred times a game. And then they do the bunting one tonight of all of the well, bunting got his penalty in the second yeah, period. I mean, I already got I already got ratioed on that one because I didn't even think that was a problem. I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem. I, I, I sent a tweet saying, and everybody just murdered before it, so you can too. But like, there's I didn't t- see he, it. Sorry. Well, I mean, if you'll let me explain myself, and uh, so to sure, all the millions of people show. that fall, the, all the people that all the millions that follow me that were ratioing me tonight, <laughs> I just felt that. Uh, listen, there was a guy standing there who was engaged yeah. with Tavares. One guy yep. pushes him away. There's another guy standing behind Tavares. Looks like the, the scrum's petering out. They've been taking one guy out the whole night. That's been the standard the whole night. And bunting Mr. Penalty comes flying in over the top, right in the ref's eye. He looks at him right away and points at him. I thought, like, of all the ones, I mean, it's just, it's a really annoying standard, and I didn't like the way it was called. But in the context of the way the game was called, I, it's a penalty. Like, they were taking one guy away from the scrum every time. There was there six roughings, seven roughings in this game. There was a million roughing calls, so I didn't really have a problem with that. I, I see I a problem. where yeah. you're coming. Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that. Like, yeah. I, I get it. I think it's a fair position. I thought it was the softest call of the game. I I did a full eye roll at the official when I I actually I didn't give Bunting the benefit of the doubt. Where I went, what did he do? You know, like I'm I'm the parent who's looking over someone being like, what did you do, bad kid? And the kid actually didn't do anything at all, right? Mm. Yeah. And then I saw the highlight and I went, come on refs. Nah. Um, I, this is where I don't want, I don't know, want to get bogged down in ref talk. Well, well, I do have one thing to say about it because okay. I had a similar feeling watching this game tonight where I went, does this benefit Toronto? If they end up going this way with the whistle anymore, like Toronto is not afraid of that team. Like this ain't your, the, the maple leaves of your youth in terms of fear of physical play, fear of, that style of game to me anyways, like I, I, you and I were texting about it, but they played a real 
stand up game considering two of their best Man. guys, three of their best guys were not playing in this hockey game. They just kind of stood up to Tampa Bay and they said, yeah, yeah, you want to do it this way? Like we're happy to do it this way. And I, I think like Tampa has a couple more guys in their lineup that are a bit more wild cardy to take the stupid penalty, like the Kucherovs Absolutely. of the world. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind the game kind of getting out of control a little bit like that. I feel like Toronto is well positioned to kind of hang in those kind of games. Well, while I do completely agree that I thought Tampa embarrassed themselves at moments tonight with how mm -hmm. like much they were trying to muck it up, you know, like I just thought like they were just kind of being extra, you know, like you get into a fight with, they were just, they're just being over the top. Like we're the toughest team in the league. Like we defend each other. Like it was way over the top from them big time. But like the, the thing I, you can't take eight penalties against Tampa Bay. Like I, no. I know some of them, I know some of them were bad. And I know some of them were not the right calls. I know that there are some, you know, ticky tack calls in there, but you can't leave a hockey game where you can't get dragged down into that. You have to be leaving these scrums where you're getting the power play. And the least did what they end up with six power plays. They scored two power play goals tonight, which that's a great recipe for the Leafs to get a couple power play goals, have a good penalty kill, but you can't like, I know, Listen, I don't think they're going to send him to the the uh, power play eight times in any of these playoff games. Like, I think that'd be crazy. But you can't even be doing four or five because that power play, they didn't score tonight, but it was horrifying every time they're out there. That Kucherov on the half flank, on the half wall with like the half clapper fake shot thing that he's done. in there and getting close and inching his way closer than that. You just like split the puck in two you know over the crossbar. Where you look behind you and then the, the bad guy is like getting a little bit closer. That's how I feel yeah. like it, when you're watching Kucherov on the power play. So I love the fact that the Leafs stood up to it and they, you know, they didn't look like the idiots a lot of the night. I thought Tampa really was like acting way over the top, but you can't get dragged down into taking eight penalties. Like you have to find I, the balance where you are engaged with them but you can't, you have to win the penalty battle against Tampa because that power play will kill you. Buddy, you know, I think both of us do a pretty good show. Like if you follow Leafs talk now for 81 of these games, thank you. How many times have you and I actually ragged on the officials? Probably three or four, three, yeah, four, three or four. Yeah. Like, we don't really spend a lot of time on it. We don't do it, man. Ref talk, I think, is the lowest common denominator. Poison. I think it's super lame. I actually think that we as Toronto sports fans, have a bit of a complex with officials, like Absolutely. more so than a lot of other sports markets where we just obsess over wow. it. And it's just the Raptors. Way. That's just the Raptors. Raptors no, but and it's Leafs. the Raptors and it's umpiring. And it's also the Leafs, man. People think there's a conspiracy against the Leafs. Look at what happened with, with the Leafs all season long with the five on three stuff. And yes, it was a little weird, but yeah. it became such a huge talking point for people. Right. Mm -hmm. But this tonight was actually a game that made me a little fearful of the playoffs where I go, this is the position the NHL has put itself in where they you have the all these people like my boy Versteeg that wants you to call every single play, right? Mm -hmm. Every single thing is a penalty to him. That's the way that he wants the game officiated because he was a smaller skill guy and he sees dudes like <laughs> Connor McDavid and that's what he wants to see in the game, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's what he likes. He wishes the game was officiated that way when he first started coming up. Mm-hmm. People like me who love the physicality and like a little bit of clutching grabbing do think that it's more of an art than a science officiating like good officiating is art and it's you a have feel to for the game. Spot. It's a feel for right? the game. And exactly. You've got to have the flow of the game. And I thought tonight mm -hmm. you could make, I know the broadcast kept saying that the officials were doing a good job because they weren't letting anything get out of control and they were setting the tone. It's like, I don't want the officials to set the tone ever. Yeah. I don't, I don't want ever want to go yeah. watch a professional sports game 
and I'm excited about the two teams that are in the rink, and I don't care if that's a regular season game they're going to playoffs, and the officials in the league have decided this is the tone in which the game will be played. <laughs> Shut up. Who yeah. are you guys? Let them yeah. play hockey and yeah. do your job. You're supposed to be like a good judge, right? Nobody wants mandatory minimum sentences. What mm-hmm. you want is a judge who has a brain, who's able to think on the fly and make an adequate decision because they have the proper training and they're qualified to be where they are. And that's how I feel about refs is let they're going to make mistakes. It's always going to be a situation. Maybe sometimes it ends up being the Tavares goal in game seven, which is a nightmare, right? Like oh, sometimes yeah. the bounces go against you, but ultimately I'm just afraid in a league that is embracing skill so much that they're calling more and more and more. Right. And that we're no, going course, to the playoffs yeah. and we've had years where it hasn't been called enough. Now we're losing a bit of that physicality and it, it's gone a little bit swinging too much. Like, could you imagine that was a playoff hockey game? I, and I'm not saying that it would have been officiated that well, way. It was like that. It was like that the whole first round last year. But there that, was five, six I mean, power plays every game. I don't want to watch a special teams Agreed. battle in the postseason. I don't want to have ticky tack penalties. Like, and so the fact that it was officiated that way between two teams that hated each other, I went, that, oh boy. that put the red alert up right away. And I said, please don't have this happen. Someone make sure that this was just a, we're trying to make sure guys don't get hurt and nothing crazy happens or no one gets suspended rather than like a sign of what things are to come. Anyway, that's my rant well, on ref talk. I just, you're right. I was you're right. I hated tonight's officiating. It was to me, one of the biggest stories of the game. Go into the series with an open mind and let the play decide how you're going to call it. Don't go into it with the thought that you're going to call it tight. And listen, I don't think Sheldon Keep helped a whole lot last year when before the puck was dropped in the first game, went out in front of the media, was like, there's going to be violence. It's going to be oh, violence. Oh, dude, that was like that, wild. That, that, yeah, that, like, people forget that he did that. Like, uh, so I don't think that helped anything, but yeah. I really, really hope that they give it a chance to be a good physical series within, like, within reason. Like, you can't be having line brawls, I understand, every night. But like, let there be scrums, let there be hits, let there be a bit of clutching and grab and let it be playoff mm-hmm. hockey that we all love, mm-hmm. that we expect the standard to be different once it starts. You want it to be a little bit more gritty and a little bit more harder checking. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm right with you. I am not encouraged by the fact that the in a week they're starting for real and it looked exactly like it did in the first round last year with the officiating. So we'll see, yep. but I'm not encouraged. So this game starts and I actually thought it was going to be kind of dog night for both teams. Mm. Like it just, it felt a little sloppy out of the gate and maybe I was, it was my, sometimes you as the viewer put (laughs) your own self on the game a little bit and maybe that was happening for me tonight. No, you were too busy watching the, the, uh, the, the tour of the new Rogers center and the intros there. Dan O'Toole had the best tweet of the night. Did you see what he said? Dude, it looked great. We're going to not going to be there tomorrow night. I cannot wait to get down to the new Rogers center. He said it looked like a timeshare presentation for the Rogers Center. The, Dude, the, the tour of the day. Who did that Dan tweet? O, Dan O'Toole was a great tweet. I was like, you nailed That's it. That's what it looked Dan like. O'Toole. That is yeah, a good really that like is that. also Dan O'Toole, definitely the kind of guy who goes down for timeshare vacations. So he was Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I went to Cabo for my mom's uh my mom's seventieth, and I did multiple timeshare presentations for cheap golf, so I know my way around it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got some rounds, eh? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so I 
do you want to talk about knives first or do you what do you want to what do you want to do first I, because i think the physicality we kind of touched on with the refs that i, I was impressed with the way that toronto played you want to talk what was the story of the game to you because I, I do think it was the physicality the way that toronto just did not look afraid and frankly like whatever I, everybody says it's a curse everybody says whatever i just I think it means something that Tampa had their full team in this game. That Tampa is now, I wrote it down for my show, in the last two months, they're under 500 I think since the start of February. Bay is 12 and now 18. They're under 500 big time since the start of February. So that's I a long time. I think it's 12 and now. 18. Yeah. So I, I, I keep doing this on Real Kipper and Born. Like they're talking about how much Tampa has been sucking and they're always like, oh, they're a different team. And I'm like, I will not hear this. I'm not hearing this. I'm not ready to hear this. I need to see it once the playoffs start. I, mm. I, they're a wounded animal. They're, they clearly do not look as good and as deep as they have in years past with that roster. But I'm not even letting myself believe a little bit in terms of them, you know, being out of it in terms of the way that they've looked. So I'm not, not going to let myself. I know. I, just, I think two things can be true that Tampa can get into a playoff series and beat the Maple Leafs. Like, there's no doubt mm -hmm. about it, but. Clearly, it is it's now gotten to a point for me watching mm -hmm. that team tonight. Like, there's no Matthews, there's no Marner, there's no Giordano. Geo, They've got their back full yeah. tender net, and Toronto finds a way to win that game. Granted, they were outshot, you know, by basically double. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, eight I power plays helps that. I think it's a huge disappointment if the Leafs lose this series. Like, I know obviously okay. it's a huge disappointment because of the weight of history and the fact that it would be now eight years where they haven't gotten out of the first round with this core. But I'm just saying, out of all the matchups that they've had, like this Tampa team to me is just, it's not last year's Tampa team to me. I, I, you just, you cannot convince me that it's the same. And I know that they have some, they can kind of check out of it. But I was talking to Curtis McElhaney today who won two cups with those guys. And I asked him, I was like, yo, they can just flip the switch, right? What are you reading into this? And he said, he was like, man, they played a lot of games and they don't look the same to me. That's a guy who's in the dressing room with those dudes. That's a yeah. pretty strong position for a guy that was there for two full seasons. Like for sure. I, I just they can beat Toronto. I think the series is going to be a tough one for the Leafs, but mm -hmm. Toronto shouldn't let this thing go to a seventh game. I just think that they're a better hockey team. If they play their best brand, they should be able to beat that team regardless of what the other guy is doing in that. Toronto is a good goalie too. It can't it just can't go seven. That's what it comes down to. It can't go seven. Can't go to seven. Can't go to seven. If it goes no, to seven, seven. The, the buttholes get tight and it gets scary. You can't have that. No seven. Well, um, I'm, I'm not joking. I think they'd have to pay me. Like, I think if they offered me free tickets to go to a game seven against Tampa, I wouldn't be able to no do chance. it. No, I wouldn't go. No, no. You'd have to pay like, me like a grand. To be in the middle. <laughs> yeah, a grand to go. <laughs> I wouldn't go. I'd sit there with my head in my hands the entire time. It would not be enjoyable. So you mentioned – I was sending you – I'm actually, I don't think anybody can see those ones, so right. I don't think I'm encouraging the audience. But I was sending you what my Twitter would have looked like before I got into sports with my Facebook. Oh, Facebook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice Dion uh, cover photo, pal. <laughs> Dude, I had some painful ones. I actually thought about posting some. I actually screenshot one in case the Raptors play the Atlanta Hawks because there's just one random one like just shot at the Hawks in like 2009. I'm like, what's happening? There's so many just tweets that, as Shane Gillis says, are for the love of the game where it's just the there's love of the game. no one interacting with these takes <laughs> about the least likes. <laughs> completely unhinged behavior all throughout the mid 
odds to like 2012, just Facebook status updates, mad about different leaf stuff. I yeah. got too much baggage to be there for a game seven, bro. Yeah. Like I just, if they were even to lose that, and we got to come on here. What a sour affair that is going to be. Born will honestly not be able to do that one with us because it's just like, hey man, it's you got to clear out and let the shoot get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give it's, the ball to Trey Young, Hawks. Yeah. Let him shoot. <laughs> this is not time for analysis. This is time for a very job of this organization and everything. Is done. But no, I'd be I'd be Frank the Tank from Barstool and watching that least game. So I'm like, <laughs> like, you know, like just angry the entire time. I would keep going to the bathroom. I'd keep lying and saying like, oh, yeah, no, I got to go again. And just like hanging out somewhere and trying to plug my ears so I couldn't hear. I don't think I would do it. I don't think I would, but I, I just so, think Toronto's better. And I, I watched that game tonight. I don't think that this is some elaborate possum scheme that Tampa's playing. I don't think yeah. that this is some we're trying. I, dude, I think if they thought they were fine, they would have sat guys tonight like Toronto did. They played their whole roster because they're trying to jumpstart something. Yeah, I like I said, I'm not counting any chickens, but they definitely don't look like they have in years past. No, I don't. I, I like I'm, how we're so damaged that you have to even no, say that. Like, I'm not I'm, counting. Like, what, I am. What leads? I am saying? incredibly like, damaged. Like, no that. like Kipper said to me on air, he's like, "Boy, you got some scars." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah. you want to see scars, baby? You want to know how I got these scars?" All right. Um, hey, last so, time the Leafs made a deep run, yeah, I threw a slushy. I was yeah, I threw a slushy at a television that wasn't a flat screen. Like, <laughs> I'm old. This is ancient history. Like, that's how long ago it's been since I watched them go deep. So, yeah, I think that it's pretty fair to say that no one's doing anything like cock of the walking right now saying that Toronto's going to get this done. But I'm just going to speak the facts, which is that that Tampa team is not as good as what Toronto is. I'm sorry. They're just not. Toronto has a bunch of players in their prime. They're fresh. They look hungry. They're a balanced team. They got a good blue line. They got solid goaltending. And, and that's the next thing I wanted to move into is Joe Wall is 100% the backup goaltender now. Matt Murray, enjoy Robodaw Island or whatever other organization you are playing for because I think we have seen the last of him in a Toronto Maple Leafs uniform. Yeah, that's the story of the game for me. I know, like, the physicality and the officiating or whatever. And, you know, having Nyes in his second game of the year, so people are kind of going to talk about that. I feel like this, this performance might have got a little bit swept under the rug. He was unbelievable tonight, dude. He yeah, is he a young, athletic goalie who makes great reads, sees the puck well, eats rebounds. Like, I, he's making me feel some kind of way. Like, I really don't know what how to project them here, and I don't want to get too ahead of my skis. But, God, he looks excellent. Like, legitimately excellent. Like, an NHL 1B type of guy, a guy that could give you 30 or 40 games in the NHL and post a decent number. He's a good, good goalie and a real, like, I don't think they'd go to him in a playoff series if Samsonov falters here. I think it's Samsonov no matter what. But like, if something was to happen to Samsonov, you're not completely screwed. You're not completely screwed. This isn't going to like Mrazic or going to like somebody on your backup that stinks. Like this kid can play. He can absolutely play. I I love what I see from him. And me too, man. I, I'll admit that I definitely for a little while now have had some okay, the wheels are going to fall off here. Like, he's going to have a bad game at some point, and then he keeps not having bad games. And tonight, he was his best version of himself. And I would say he had, like, five or six tonight where I went, holy crap, what a save. One particularly, at the very end of that game. Unbelievable save. Like, 
holy crap. And even he was surprised by himself. He's like, wow, I made that save. He was, huh? he was looking all <laughs> over the place for it. He's like, it's, I got it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wee. That was a yeah. good one for me, fellas. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I think about him. You're right. I, I don't think there's a scenario he gets the net far unless it's some kind of like three straight games where Samsonov, like the Leafs are about to play in a game four where they're going to get swept and Samsonov's yeah. let in five goals every night. You know, like that's it would have the, to be. That's literally the only option. Nuclear. It would have to be so, such an extreme result outside of an injury for him to get mm-hmm. the net. Like there's no way. They're riding Samsonov. He deserves the net. He's proven that he's a great goaltender in the, for this team this season anyway. Like, of course, of course, mm-hmm. of course. But what I did think about was going into this offseason, if they really feel like he's this guy, he gives them so much flexibility with whatever they're going to do. Like if Samsonov does lay down in the streets and suck in the playoffs, like he's the reason why he breaks their back. And they really do feel like the original reason that he came to town, which is that like the mental fortitude stuff like that shows up. They have leverage in that contract negotiation. They're like, yeah, man, whatever. We're not paying you anything. And I know he's an RFA, so it probably will be reasonable anyway. But and it's hard to think about an upgrade, but at least they have some room. And like with the Murray thing, God knows what it's going to cost them to get off that final year. Again, it's not people think talk about the buyout, but the Leafs are a capped out team trying to win a Stanley Cup. They're not going to carry two million dollars of dead money against their cap a year from now, which is what they would do. Like that's that's a Cali yarn crock. That's not going to happen for them. Like it's it yeah. just not going to happen for the Maple Leafs. They're going to move off of that using draft picks. But yeah, I I just I see a guy who could absolutely be the goalie of the future for this hockey team which is no astonishing to think about, but like, that's what he looks like. Big athletic, sure headed. Like yeah. he's got the pedigree USA team, USA guy. That was a third round pick. I, I like him a lot. I really, really like what mm-hmm. I'm seeing every single night. I keep expecting it to be like, sorry, I know I'm going a little long here. I keep expecting it to be mm-hmm. one of those things where he's a product of his environment. And then you watch a game like tonight and you go, no, he's not. He stood in his head. He stood in yeah. his head. He was, he was the reason they won the game. The Lightning went 0 for 8 on the power play tonight. I'll tell you the number one reason that happened. It's because Joel Wall yep. stood in his head. He was excellent. So uh, David Camp was really good on the penalty kill tonight, like, too. We, he had the dumbest not, play of the season, yeah. but he was really good. He Listen, he's he's getting hot. Camp Playoff camp is getting hot. Like He's starting to head towards the – starting to shoot three in past Vasilevsky territory like he did last spring. Like He really is getting hot, so that's good for him. But, yeah, Joel Wall, man, I – It'd be so nice the Leafs to draft and develop a goalie like this. Like it's just have a kid that just comes out of the woodwork and is just yep. your goalie forever. And I don't know what you're gonna have to pay Samsonov. It's not offseason time. It's not really a reason to talk about it. I'm not sure what that contract would start with, but the fact that you can I don't know what you're gonna do with Murray. Maybe he's done. Maybe you LTIR him. Maybe he's on. I don't see any scenario where Matt Murray's I, back with the Leafs next year. But no, no, but no. I mean, in term, I completely agree with that. But like, I don't know if he wants to play anymore. Like, does he? Is there a chance he goes LTI and is gone? I, I don't buy that. I, I don't buy no, the I'm whole. Not, I'm like, ask, I was just asking you if you think he would. Yeah, no. I, I think he's 28 okay. years old, and he's still like. If you're him, you're thinking when well, I was healthy this year, I felt good. Yeah, I know. I know. So no, like, you're gonna I, have I to trade. You're gonna have to trade a pick to get off of that. So uh, we don't need to bro- get bogged down in this. Yeah, yeah. But like, de- depending depending on what you're paying Samsonov, you have like you said. You're playing your backup goalie, what, 850, 750? Like, it's just like your your picture looks so much clearer with that. It's a huge thing. It's almost like having a a quarterback on a rookie scale. Like, it's a huge thing. Like, uh, it's very likely that next year, Samsonov and 
wall are going to cost what Matt Murray cost the Leafs this season. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, like that's, I bet you, I bet you out. It depending is how, dude, no, de- depending how deep is, yeah. is going to make it hard for him to get really paid. Like, dude, the goaltending market is just not that crazy. And like, what's another team going to do? Come over the top on Toronto with it and give up draft picks? No way. No, you're like, right. It's we'll just, see. I don't think that's going to happen. Plus, if you think about it, like a lot of the decent teams do have goaltending. Like what Carolina is going to do? it? I don't know, man. I don't think that's yeah. the case anymore. I think goalies are lottery tickets and it's going to be. If if the my take about them back ten years ago that goalies gonna become running backs is true, it's like look at running backs right now. Like look at Austin Eckler. He's like I'm one of the best guys in the league. Everybody wants to own me in fantasy football. I'm the safety valve for Justin Herbert. And the Chargers are like, goodbye. You want money? Get out. Yeah. Like get out. There's the door. And guess what? Some guy on the Chargers next year is gonna be some fantasy dynamo, and you're gonna go, holy hell, what are they? Where they get this guy? <laughs> He's gonna be like. Fourth round pick, yep. some fast kid, like it's lottery ticket so, time. Anyway, last thing for me is just nice. Yeah. Do you change your mind at all tonight watching him play? Because he looks good again, looking good. Would you like to update your nice scorecard? I would like to see one more game. I thought yeah, tonight. I thought you guys thought, were real kid from horn today, going around the horn pretty hard on the kid, no. and then he comes out here tonight and he kind like, of stuck. We all we all said game one, right? There was yeah. the game one if he gets in, and I I still would stick with that. I think he had an yeah. awesome night tonight, where his game over game improvement for his second game in the NHL I thought was remarkable. I I just yeah. like tonight I I didn't. It's funny I still don't notice the size. His skating, it's a little hunched over. So, like, when he's actually skating, he doesn't look nearly as big as he does. But I got a tweet about a guy that's like that said to me that when he was standing beside Ryan O'Reilly and he's, like, bigger. He's like, oh, okay, he is bigger. But the way he's kind of hunched over when he's skating, he doesn't look as big. But mm-hmm. his puck his puck work tonight and his ability just to make little reads and all this stuff, he definitely has something that none of the guys in the bottom six that we talk about him cut have right so it's tantalizing my favorite word buddy i am tantalized but i'm still yeah. on team sammy tantalized counter but but, but 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 on game one i'm still saying no well to be fair the last guy that got the tantalizing counter was you say kikuche so <laughs> it's mm. not it's not Hopefully. an infallible system the, mm. the, the, yeah. the 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 tantalizer scale but i will just say that i I really thought a lot, and I started my podcast today um, before I got to McElhaney with this, mm-hmm. but Sheldon Keefe mentioned in the post game, and I thought that was really important where he went, this guy had to get all of his paperwork oh, yeah. filed, get a contract done, fly in here, leave his teammates, play in an emotional hockey game, wrap up his college career, show up, jump in the lineup with new line mates, with grown men, play a desperate Florida Panthers team. He held his own, and now he's playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I just mm-hmm. thought about that series and I went, you look like you belong here. I can't say that you don't. And I still, I'm sticking with what I said yesterday, which is, I think that Lafferty and Zach Aston Reese have earned spots. It's really hard for me, same as you guys, to picture them out of the lineup. I tweeted as much, like he's not cracking this. I just think Nyes has really exceeded my expectations of just kind of how poised he looks with the puck. You're right about the hunch thing. But yeah. he does look 6'3 to me, or he does look like a big kid when he puts his back to someone and he starts working behind or along the boards. And you go, boy, it seems really hard for grown men to get the puck from him. So, so he must be kind of a wagon. So I like the way he the carries I, himself. He seems to have a ton of confidence. I just, 
I'm, I got glowing reviews for the kid. And I would say that, yeah, I wouldn't, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. Like, yeah, I have to play him in game one. I'm not doing one of those stupid hot takes. But if the Leafs did it, I wouldn't be like, what a mistake, which I kind of thought it would have been a couple of weeks ago. He fires the puck. He had a chance early in the game on the power play, I think the second unit, where he got it around the top of the circle. And he's got that, like, I don't know what they're teaching in America, but they all kind of have that slingshot release now. All these kids coming up that fire it like that. You think of Cole Caulfield. Obviously, you think of Austin Matthews. You think of these kids that, like, even the Kachucks kind of do it, where they bring the hands way in, they fire it really quick. Like, it's like a slingshot. And the one that he scored on, or he, he almost scored on Ryan O'Reilly. Like he had to put it in. He couldn't wait any longer on it, but I still think I was like, Oh, you just, just wait one more second on that. Ryan, just wait I, one I, more I really, second. I don't think he knew who shot the puck. Well, he could, he couldn't wait. It was sitting on the goal line. You got to knock it in the net. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, you got to score the goal, but yeah. he blew that through, you know, an elite goalie. Like that was a hard, heavy shot. He comes down off the blue line, stick in the ice, one bang, the stick, Give it to me. I'm ready to fire it. It's on his stick. It's off his stick. That's what I mean. Like, and he he fires it hard. Like I those two shots that he had tonight, he the kid can fire it. Like, and I I just I would I listen, not game one, but I definitely will rescind my take that he's not playing in against Tampa. He is definitely playing against Tampa. I just don't know which game it's gonna be in. Yeah. Um, that's it for me. You got anything else? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, Luke Chen. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. As listen, the Luke's troops, uh, you've kicked me out. Uh, you said that I, cause I said, uh, you're not, I chance. just a little there's, sour because I was, yeah, you know, yeah. like I felt there's a little a scoring chance. In that in the group listen, chats. You were really starting to point out his poor play, but I was texting with former, you know, or fellows like Sasky guy, Colby Armstrong tonight yeah. going like, what do you feed those boys out in Saskatchewan? Because those fellas are farm strong. Well, and I, buddy, Patrick Maroon for the Leafs for a long time has been a problem. Like when he, yeah. that fourth line last year, when they got down below the net and they started to crunch guys, it was an issue. And then all of a sudden to see Luke Shen blast him and then Maroon want a piece of it for a second. And then Shen go like, you really, it, it looked like Shen just grabbed like a whole part of his face and beard like, and just, Put a whooping on him. Like, he, just an he didn't, old he didn't want country it. whooping on him. Like, he was the bigger man, the stronger man. And the guy that's the nickname Big Rig, like, could not hang in there with Luke Sh- I was. <laughs> Look at him. He's doing the thing where you put the arm behind and you hide your yeah, face. Like, so a, he's like, that's a big brother move. That's a big yeah. brother, like, you little, you know, like, you thought twerp. you came. Yeah, twerp. With, <laughs> you came here to mess around. You're going to get pummeled. He did. He got beat and, down, crunched grabbed punched <laughs> just i love that so much i that's i'm telling you right now we talked about if camp had scored the michigan some guy tweeted at me he went what's that moment for you in the leaf season i went it's the number one moment of the season for me i love that more than anything i'm telling you i really believe that in my heart so maroon i kind of Look agree with that take well no he's listen he's not that tough he's really no, he's not that tough of a guy he's not that tough of a guy he's a guy that's like in that middleweight class, a guy that's like in people's faces will fight, but doesn't love to fight really. And he, yeah. he, like, you'll see here, he engaged with them and he's like, I don't think he really expected it to escalate. And Shen got the gloves off first. It's like, oh, this is a fight now. And he beat the wheels off of him. 
Anytime like, you try to put somebody in a headlock for that long, I think you should know that it's fight time. I just think that it's a little bit like this is a little bit maybe over the top, but it's symbolic for the Leafs to have a yeah. guy that that's probably Tampa's toughest guy. Is that like their toughest guy, Maroon? That's not. That's, well, I mean, until Janot. Yeah, and Janot is. I mean, I I don't know if Janot is going to play, but right no, now but on the not, ice, that, he'd be a problem. That, and yeah, those he's are both a, he's the toughest guy. guys. Again, like something yeah. in the fields but, there, like they're they are giving their the guy, kids different milk than what we get in Ontario, the the rigged milk. But you said like to have that guy who's been a pain in the Leafs' ass, and just to have him neutralized. Like, just, yeah. he got beat up by the Leafs guy. The Leafs guy scored a goal, and then Pat Maroon was out for the rest of the game. Like, Luke Shen literally just took him out. He took him out. Like, a guy that's been a pain in the ass to the Leafs for seven games last year, yapping up their bench in everybody's ear, causing the entire game, and Luke Shen's just like, I'm going to beat Not you up now. And he just beat him up, and he didn't come back. So, I, yeah, amen, Luke's troops, we are back. We are back, baby. Luke's troops, baby. Luke's Luke troops. troops. <laughs> and I will say, and I got one more note for you. Connor Timmons, better defenseman than forward. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, dude, I really did think about what his thought process must have been like today when he got that news. Like, He's like, I'm playing. Like, you're playing tonight yeah. on the wing. He's like, oh, sick. <laughs> Great. You know what that made me think of was, remember when I said popular sports fans, bad takes that were just permeated yeah. throughout. Caberlet. Like, yeah. Caberlet and it's Morgan Riley, buddy. I bet you yeah. if I were going to power rank the DMs I got this year in the amount, mm-hmm. high on that list would be try Morgan Riley on the wing. Like yeah. that is a, it's a popular take for Leaf fans that they're like the slightly bad offensive defenseman should be a forward. Like it happened yeah. with Jake Gardner. It always happened yeah. with Jake Gardner. Try him at forward. Yeah. He was always meant. I love how guys think they're the coach when they come up with that one. Like they think oh, that. He's just got offensive instincts. Just put him up yeah, there. Like these guys have been around a rink. They were like an assistant coach of their kids peewee team. And they're like, uh, yeah, I saw Jake Gardner play and he's miscast. we gotta gotta get him up the lineup and have him playing forward where he belongs i can't believe none of these coaches man do you remember that one game we went to that minnesota wild game where there was the guy in jersey Jersey, and the whole game he's like trying to coach up the team and we're like nightmare we're in the 300s (laughs) bozak scored an unbelievable goal that night toe drag backhand i i can't remember my email password but i remember that yeah, of course. But anyway, I just, there's some of those guys, there's some of those fans out there. God bless you. Cause some of you are watching right now. You're like, we What's need you. Little coach? <laughs> <laughs> we need <Yeah>. you. <laughs> just, I don't see the issue is give it a shot. Let's give it a try. <laughs> try lots of crazy things, but yeah, it's all right. Tell us it's all right. The uncles right. out there, you guys got the home run jacket gone this year. Like you one one for two. Like right now you got to watch Baltimore with the dong bong. So good luck yeah, with that. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. All right, you done? Uh, Luke All Shen. good, brother. Anyway, time Luke to go. Awesome night for Luke Shen. Moment of the season yeah. for me. Thank you, Luke. Yeah. Thank you for what an incredible. I never thought that after Spezza. Throw up your L's. <laughs> after... It's the LT. You got to get the cross. <laughs> yeah, like you got to get the Luke's troops. You got to get it. You got to get it down. Um, uh... 
I loved it. Anyway, for JD Bunkus, for Sam McKee, subscribe to the podcast, leave five stars, hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. If you want to follow us, there's our handles right there, both for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, like I said, I keep my DMs open, so hit me up anytime. You got Same. comments, you got questions, do it, share it, and we'll see you for the final Leafs talk of the regular season on Thursday night against Ow. the Rangers. Where's the time gone, bro? I can't wait for the game tomorrow night, too. Go Jays, go. Oh, see you at the Jays game tomorrow night. All yes, right, sir. see you then.